Hello, I'm Mia Morrison, and welcome to our third audio guide together. This is a space where, for a moment, you can set aside your growing to-do lists, pause, listen, and remember how much God loves you. As we get started today, I invite you to consider how you have experienced God with you in the past day. Can you think of three concrete things that you're grateful for today? Go ahead and say aloud, God, thank you for, and then whatever it is. Today, we are going to hear a couple of parables from chapter 15 of Luke. In these stories, we will see a picture of a God who is paying attention to and searching for lost things. But before we listen to these stories, let's get warmed up by practicing paying attention for ourselves. If you are able, try to get some place where you can see part of your campus. For example, if you're inside, Maybe find a window so that you can look outside. You may pause the audio until you find your spot. What are three things that you see with your eyes? As you are noticing, pray, God, help me to see what you see. What are three things that you can hear with your ears? As you listen, pray, God, help me to hear what you hear. Finally, what are three physical sensations that you can feel with your body? Pray, God, awaken all of my senses to notice what you notice. Hi, I'm Marissa Salgado, and I'm reading from Luke chapter 15, verses 1 through 10. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Then Jesus told them this parable. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. Or suppose a woman has 10 silver coins and loses one. Doesn't she light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost coin. In the same way, I tell you, 
there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. We put so much energy and expectation into new student outreach at the beginning of the school year. And every year we have stories of contact cards and students saying yes to community and Jesus transforming lives. But the beginning of the second semester, when it's still cold and dark in January or February, it's not always the time when we think God will do exciting and unexpected new things. But the God of these stories in Luke 15 is always paying attention and searching for lost things, looking for those who are far off and eagerly rejoicing when they are found. Keep these parables in mind as we listen to Chris's story. Chris Owens is the Associate Area Director for InterVarsity in the greater Philadelphia area. And here's the story now. In a word, unexpected. The way God met me my second semester, my junior year at Bucknell was really unexpected. Earlier that same year, by accident, I actually found my way into a Bible study and I literally like stopped, waved my hands, no, backed through a door and slammed it behind me because I was that uninterested in being there at the time. That was six months earlier. So to go back a little further in high school, I had had like a coming to faith experience of sorts, but it was very partial. Sunday morning, I was really, really interested in Jesus. That part was very real. So when I came into college, when I first got there, first semester freshman year, I actually went to check out some of the Christian groups on campus. Um, and early when InterVarsity was first on campus, I went to check out InterVarsity too. And I couldn't stand any of the groups. Like I just, I felt so out of place, zero connection. I wanted nothing to do with them at all. So for years, I actually went on without sort of a faith connection or experience on campus. I still had a sense that I would like to be a part of something like that. Like that Sunday morning experience was significant. And that like Sunday morning boost was so real. Like the way that I would go to worship and raise my hands and praise God, that one hour was really powerful. It just had no connection with anything else from any other hour of the week. <laughs> I just, I, I lived my life in some pretty crazy ways Sunday afternoon through, you know, the following Sunday morning. But my junior year, there was this beautiful young lady. Her name is Jess. And I was very interested in her. Way more interested in her than I was at Jesus at the time. But she kept inviting me to InterVarsity events. And actually going into my junior year, her sophomore year, I tried to talk her out of being a part of InterVarsity. It was that far outside my comfort zone. I sat her down. I said, these people are too weird. This thing is this thing is out there like you have to leave this. And uh, she luckily stayed. And not only that, continued to invite me to come back to InterVarsity and to her to her Bible study. And so it was to her Bible study that I showed up that day. I had gone just to visit her because, again, that was that was where my interests were at the time. And she was setting up a lounge for Bible study. And so, oh, my God, her face lit up. You're here for Bible study. And I then realized what time and what day it was. And so I said, oh, no, I gotta, I, it's homework. I just came to say, I'm sorry for the miscommunication and slammed the door, like backed out and slammed the door behind me and left. <laughs> that was my first entrance to Bible study that year, my junior year. So thank God she forgave me for that. 
and continued to invite me, actually, believe it or not. Eventually, what I did say yes to, I sort of like broke down to the point where I, all right, I'll join in the thing. Uh, we were going to put on a Mark study that semester, InterVarsity was, I should say. Mark said you needed to, to really commit to coming to all of them. It was going to be a big deal. Like it was going to be a consistent group week after week, just like doing it on, on uh, a chapter camp. And so you have to commit to being there for all of them. Um, and I actually probably almost got eliminated from the Bible study because I missed the very first week. The first week of Mark study that year was the same day as the Super Bowl. <laughs> and I just so happened to be in Tampa at the Super Bowl. So missed Mark study. And I... I'm guessing that the behind scenes conversation was, do we really want to have this joker as a part of this Bible study? Couldn't even make it to the very first one. So Jess actually convinced the staff like, okay, I'll help him get caught up. She brings me aside, you know, in her room, like she's showing me page one. She got out the pencils. She did the whole thing and, you know, tried to like introduce me to Mark's study and the method. And I was like, this is bizarre. So like, oh, cool, I'm in. Next week, I'll be there. Starting that very next week in Mark's study, I had this experience where I would sit down and I really was convinced, like I've seen this before, I know this. And then every week I would have this experience in the scriptures where it was like something new would be revealed or I would see something, this experience of like, oh, I hadn't seen that before. Oh, that's interesting. Or, oh, that's new. So I was having that experience, but I was still very apprehensive about it. I did not love it at first. And I probably, looking back, I probably was that jerk in the Bible study that was like asking the derailing questions. And, you know, truth was I was wrestling, but I was all over the place. But like I said, every week I was having this experience like, oh, wow, that is so, I just, I love that about Jesus or something new or something that I hadn't seen. And actually I marked my, my actual conversion that year. <laughs> so it was Good Friday service. And I wasn't even at InterVarsity. I wasn't even in Pennsylvania. I had gone back home to Baltimore. Um, and I went to this Good Friday service with my family. And I he hear the story that I'd heard a million times. I told the story to kids at the church when, you know, when I was young about Jesus on the cross and forgive sins. And there was nothing new about the story except for all of a sudden, that story was happening to this person who I had really started to fall in love with in Jesus. And so at that point, the story took on new meaning. I mean, at that point, God had found me. I had realized it. And that was like the beginning of my pretty radical transformation. I say it was just the beginning because God pursued me long after that moment, still does today. Little by little, like starting right then, I began to see sins and behaviors like all being uprooted broken relationships and drug and alcohol and like i mean just any silly college boy sin that you can imagine i had them all so i mean fast forwarding knowing how god pursued me did and does affect how ministry looks for me the students who are seemingly like too far off and who it probably be really easy to count them out from the door. That was me, you know, like whether it's ministry to frat boys at Bucknell, the ones that you would never expect to be at Bible study, or whether it's like being in urban Philadelphia and making space for marginalized and people who have been unwelcome, people who have been pushed out of other places on campus or the city. Like this has always been my heartbeat because of the ways that God pursued me. 
And so that's what I live in now. Like God is always pursuing the one who's not there. And he's willing to leave the 99 and search for the one who's missing. And still, I believe the most outlandish and unexpected person can be found by this God who loves so persistently and pursues when we're lost. Um, And we thank God for it. Take a minute to ask God if there are ways he wants to remind you of how relentlessly he loves you in your own lostness. Can you remember a specific experience of God's love pursuing you? How is God pursuing you even today in areas of your life where you might seem lost? God's heartbeat is for the one who is not in the room, the one who is far off, the one who is marginalized, the one who is overlooked, the one who you would never expect to be chosen. God is always pursuing that one person in love. Who are some of those people or communities on your campus and in your life who you would never expect to show up at Bible study or say yes to God? Now, imagine God, the good shepherd, caring for his flock. Prayerfully imagine God, the shepherd, paying attention and noticing one of those people who he loves and actively going out to find them and bring them home. Ask God what he wants you to see about how much he loves them and how he is already pursuing them. Take a moment to pray that God would open your eyes to see the ones that he loves and pursues. Pray that God would fill you with that same kind of love. For today's breath prayer, you are invited to pray this phrase. You search until we are found. As you breathe in, pray, you search. And as you breathe out, pray, until we are found. Breathe in, you search. Breathe out, until we are found. You search until we are found.
You may choose to stop your audio guide here, or you can end in worship with this song, Somlandela, Love is Calling, performed by Urbana Worship. Enjoy. So many of us are hurting all over the world, and we are in need of a touch of love. So would you commit to being a listening ear and a caring heart? Love is calling out to everyone here in this place. Love is calling out. Will you go for me? Hey, will you go for me? God is love. He's asking. Let's sing this say, Love, love is calling, sing. To everyone. Right here, right now. All over the world. Love is calling, is calling now. Will you go for me? God's asking us, Will you? Zulu, Somlandela, 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 Jesus, Somlandela, Young King Dao, Somlandela, Somlandela, Jesus, La Poea, Kona, Somlandela. Say, love is calling, say, love. Will you go for me? A 
sing this in English. We will follow. Say we will follow. We will follow. We will follow. We will follow him. We will follow. We will follow. We will follow Jesus. Wherever he leads us, we will follow. Wherever he leads us, we will follow. 